Hi, I'm Marie Hopkinson. Welcome back to the Chinese Medicine Podcast. It's my privilege today to be interviewing Julie Constantine, um, an acupuncturist and a Chinese herbalist in um, Brisbane. Whereabouts are we today? Uh, we're in Bowen Hills today. Bowen Hills Filming. in her beautiful clinic. And we're going to be talking about a really interesting issue about self-care. Now, Julie's, um, I know Julie from a long time ago. We actually trained um, back in Perth, back in the day. <laughs> we trained China, in Chinese medicine. Julie's gone on to do lots of other things um, throughout her practice. Um, and we're going to be talking today about self-care and what are the most important things that you need to know, understand. It's something that people, when, they do, when they're going through acupuncture, they might be um, really needing to kind of do other things to help their treatment along maybe, right? So yes, welcome along, right. Julie. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you um, got to study Chinese medicine? How did you, why did you choose to study Chinese medicine? <laughs> um, why? Um, well, actually, I've been interested in, um, I grew up with a, I grew up, grew up in the country and even my parent, my mother used to take me to like health food shops. So I was always interested in, in helping somebody. Um, and I, I, because I was into Buddhism and I was really into meditation, um, I basically sort of came across it. So you were into Buddhism? I was into um, Vipassana meditation, which is all about self-care and um, just um, mindfulness and um, clearing the mind and, and basically putting yourself first and looking after yourself. Um, how did you come into the journey of studying Chinese medicine? Well, I was actually into Vipassana Buddhist meditation and it came to me on a retreat that I should study Chinese medicine and then I sort of followed it through. Um, and I haven't regretted it because 17 years later, here I am still doing Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, for me, I feel like it was a higher self thing um, yeah. that, um, that I got that yeah, awesome. to go and do it. Yeah, yeah that's really yeah. good. I mean, everyone comes to Chinese medicine in a different way. Yeah, that's that right. A really interesting question. Yeah, it is interesting. How do people get to do it? And I think that's why we're going to have that conversation today about self-care. Because yes. it's something that you've, you, through your studies in, in Vipassana and Buddhism, yes. that you've kind of... It, develop these things for, for patients to do that's right, right. and and a lot of the things that I do um, especially even in a treatment I find that we live really in a busy world and sometimes people just need a place to retreat and mm. relax um, and it's not a really about just putting needles in it's about connecting with self and yeah. I find a lot of people don't know how to do that okay. although mindfulness and all that sort of thing is coming in now mm. but um, connecting patients yourself is one of mm. my priorities yeah. um, because people are so much in their head or yeah. living a liverish liverish life these days lots of coffee you know always on the go and not taking the time out to um, relax and be with one yeah right okay and it's interesting you mentioned that mindfulness because it's something that is uh, that's a big part of Chinese medicine in a way but it's not been articulated like that that's exactly and right it's something that like it's trendy now yes and that's right research to prove the power of meditation let's say and mindfulness practices um, and I think one thing is what we want to discuss today is like it's easy to get caught up in the trends of something and go oh I'm doing this for my self-care but are they really like is, you know are you That's just doing it to take a bubble bath so you can have an Instagram photo or I took a bubble bath exactly and having time out is not necessarily um, like it's about nourishing all aspects you know like your emotional aspect um, and uh, yeah just giving to yourself and not just having a so bubble bath if someone asked you what is self-care what would you say what is self-care um, self-care, I would say, is about connecting to self. I find that's um, taking time out for yourself, not getting caught up in the busyness of life, um, you know, switching your phone off, switching your TV off, and just relaxing and um, honouring where you are at. That's one thing I really, um, you know, say to my 
patients after a treatment just honor where you're at because with acupuncture it does balance your body so mm. you might feel really emotional or you might feel really like you've got a lot of energy so where you are you don't deny you just accept that you yeah, are yeah. where you are okay. and that's really important to um, say that to clients because I think that's about honoring and nourishing yourself mm. and whatever that is sometimes after acupuncture people just want to sleep and mm. that's actually okay um, so it's just honoring what you need. That's what yeah. I what I yeah, see. Nourishing yourself. Explanation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because I think sometimes we might not have, know how to articulate those feelings. Yes. And people feel guilty about having those feelings. Or yes. Those or sometimes people might want to blame the acupuncture or any of the treatments. It's like, well, how come I'm feeling angry? Well, you've always been angry. Maybe it's just brought it up to the surface, or yeah, right. you know, those feelings were always there. But yeah. because we're so busy pressing them mm. down and you know, living busy lives and having coffee and social media and all that, we don't actually take the time to be with ourselves. Yeah. And is that something like you find patients say, I feel angry after a have you had Well, it depends what happens. Like if it's a liver chi stagnation or depending on what happens. But yeah, I mean, I had one lady that actually slept for 48 hours after the treatment. She was mm. so tired. Yeah, yeah. But because she was living a very busy life and that's all part of it. It's actually, we can never um, say how what you're going to be feeling like after the treatment. Mm. But if you say to somebody, just honor where you're at because mm. it's really important. Some people yeah. might be really emotional. So it brings it up all to the surface and they might go home and be really crying and, and really sad so you know you are where you are and it's really important to go mm. don't change it just be with it and that's part of um, the Buddhist way of life as well just being present with what is without trying to change it through the mind yeah, right. mm. that's really important. That's absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. okay um, and so what about um, people that are worried then? Would that be the common thing to sleep 48 hours after a treatment? Uh, it's, not very, it's not common. Look, in my 18 years experience, it's really the first time. I was also helping that lady to um, give up smoking. Um, she actually gave up smoking through okay. one of yeah. my treatments. Um, but she was just running on exhaustion. She had yeah. a lot of you know, kidney deficiency. And uh, yeah, she was just mm. tired and yeah. she needed the rest. And that's the other thing, whatever your body needs, that's what you need. Yeah. So don't deny it. Don't yeah. deny yourself what you need. Yeah. That's something that's really um, probably, I don't know, pretty unique to Chinese medicine when people come to practitioners, like we, especially when you're really in touch with like uh, pulse diagnosis, it's kind of like the body saying, treat this first, treat me now, treat this. That's right. And then you, it's what's kind of like a present layer, now. then what's next. Yes. And like if that person didn't sleep, like, like they obviously needed that sleep that's right that rest and if they didn't get it like they're just their whole body was running on adrenaline obviously to get that's right and 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 what i like to um, my clinic's about um being present and getting the person connected and and that's why i, I went for an ocean theme because the uh, patients usually um relate to the ocean or a waterfall yeah. in nature and so if you're coming to a place that allows you just to be wherever you know whatever's going on out you know out of your busy life and you come into a clinic and oh, you can just relax yeah. um yeah, yeah that's all part of the treatment yeah. that's absolutely a big, that's a big part of acupuncture i think yes um, i've some patients that have told me this is the only time i can feel this relaxed that's and right come in like once a month yes that's right let them that sleep relaxed. that's what they want everyone's yeah. living very busy lives yeah. now especially for your mom and families and working and you know mm. there's not many places you know, self-care mm -hmm. and stopping and just being mindful of where you are today. Okay. Right. Hmm. okay, so let's say apart from acupuncture, what are some other things that people could do to help their self-care in that individualised kind of way? 
Well, meditation is a really good okay. thing. Uh-huh. Um, I would recommend meditation. Um, and, and just being like aware of your thoughts as well. I mean, we have a lot of sometimes negative thoughts that we play mm-hmm. out and then we believe those things. So mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, just being mindful of, um, you know, where am I today? How is my head? Am I, am I connected? Am I disconnected yeah. to my body? Um, am I living in my head today? Am mm-hmm. I feeling, um, you know, just being um, aware of even pain? Are they holding themselves quite tight or are they mm-hmm. relax? I think just, just checking in, you know, within themselves daily yeah. um, is a good thing. Yeah, and I think something that helps for people is um, first thing in the morning, what you do kind of sets the tone for your day. Absolutely. Right? So if you get up and the first thing you do is just scroll, scroll, scroll through your phone. That's right. Lots of people do. Yes, have a they're, coffee and just have a cigarette or whatever they do. The first thing they do is they jump on the loop yeah. and they scroll, scroll, scroll their yes. phone. And they're just looking at other people's lives. And yes. That comparison and that kind of like... You know, and that can be, it can be good. It's nice to see, oh, Johnny had a baby and Susie, you know, got flowers <laughs> yesterday. But at the same time, that can help. It can be really hard for people that um, suffer with anxiety or negativity or, you know, they, that's exactly they get right. depressed easily by, oh, oh, that's not my life. Oh, they have it better than me. And everyone's showing the highlights. They're not showing... Um, that's right. And every, everybody, yeah, uh, <laughs> but, you know, in their four walls, people do mm-hmm. suffer and... and uh, you know, sometimes silently, mm. um, but yeah, those sorts of things, and you know, connecting to self. Yeah. I mean, connecting so to maybe people doing are important. In the morning, absolutely, or going to a park, and and not everyone's got that in their busy day. But just, I I believe that if you can do one, you know, one thing a day that's nourishing for yourself, mm. even if it's, if it is a bubble bath, <laughs> you yeah. know, if it is just something that you can go, oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. you know today for myself you know even if it's take you out for yourself yeah. out for breakfast or i don't know i think mm-hmm. it's really important because okay. we get so caught up in the busyness of life so um julie that's really that's great advice so i think um per- firstly people just need to be aware and there's lots of different ways people can be aware mm-hmm. but what about the, the a person who says well I don't know how to be aware. I don't know. So what I do to clients who've never had acupuncture before or that they really live in their head or highly anxious people, I like to, before I even put any needles in, because they they don't really know who I am, so they've got to build a rapport with me. Mm. So what I do is I get them on the table and I just do a simple exercise where you just put your hands on your stomach because when when you... um, hyper, you know, breathing through your um, chest, you normally, Mm. like you're up, it brings you up to your head and you're normally quite anxious. So I like to bring people's awareness into their stomach. Mm-hmm. So um, the hara, that's what the I look like. the epigastric area, right? Yeah, the no, the lower sort okay. of area. Okay. So under the dantian, if you want. And I just, they get their hands and I get them to breathe. Um, and it's, it's just below, the, on the belly button. Yeah, so bringing their awareness into their stomach because I think too many people are in their heads because of the busyness of life and, and not, you, you don't realise how shallow people actually mm. do breathe and especially the anxiety class. They are really anxious, you know, all like this. So bringing their awareness yeah. down, and it can be just a simple exercise. Um, and even the people with um, uh, insomnia and they can't sleep at night. So I usually make a nice flower essence up, um, which um, is called Calm and Clear, and it helps to clear the mind. They're Australian bush flower essence I use. Um, so they can use that just before sleep or if they wake up at, you know, strange times in the middle of the night and they're feeling anxious and having nightmares. And I also make a little um, spray mist and that's also got um, flower essence in it and that just clears all the sort of, you know, puts positive ions in the yeah, air. Yeah. So what they do is they just do this breathing and breathing in and breathing out and just feeling their connection and the awareness mm. in the stomach. 
Um, and a lot of them, um, a lot of the clients say that they really do. And a lot of them may cry and feel very anxious and very scared because, mm. you know, it might be the first time they've ever connected yeah. to themselves. Yeah. I just don't know what that's about. Mm. Um, and then I might put a needle in and, and do some needling and some acupuncture. And that really calms them down. And, um, you know, there's a whole lot of other things I do is like put some nice music on. I have, you know, um, aromatherapy, just anything and everything just to relax them. Mm. Um, and then when they're relaxed, that's when I do the needling. And sometimes it's not a lot. It's just more for them to connect to themselves and just feeling centered with themselves and um, to honor where they are at. If they're angry, if they're yeah. sad, if they're anxious, it's okay. You're in a safe spot, yeah. in a safe place. And I think that's really important. It's a really different way to do the acupuncture. Yeah, like, especially highly anxious yeah, people yeah. because they're already scared and yeah. needles and people yeah. associate needles with a lot of different things. So you just put one needle in yeah. and just really get them into themselves and yeah. centered. It's yeah. more important for well, me. Lots of acupuncturists will be able to work with you if you tell them beforehand, um, I'm scared of acupuncture. Like I've had some patients that's come right. to me and they said, I'm petrified, um, but I want to try this. Because they're thinking of blood test needles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And when you really do talk them through it, they realize it's, oh wow, it was in my head. I thought you were gonna put a big, you know, needle or something in me or something yeah, so yeah. the association around needles and blood tests and dentists and all those sorts of things can be fear yeah. but you can really move people through it yeah. and if you just get them to meditate and relax and feel the breath and That's how are you cool. now and and build a rapport mm. with your clients beforehand then people do feel safe yeah yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah yeah so it sounds like that's something you've got to really You've got a lot of expertise in this. Yeah, and I do. I really do aspects. like treating people with that yeah. because I think it's like to see the change. It's like, yeah. oh wow, that's that's Amazing. really great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're not in Brisbane, you can't come and see Julie. Yes. And you worry, and you and you're watching this and here, I'm a person that's pretty anxious. Or um, you could talk about that to your acupuncturist or the person you're thinking about seeing before you before you book the appointment. Um, I would encourage you to have a conversation with them and just mention that to them and then they can um, work with you in, Absolutely. That, in that way. It's better for the acupuncturist to know upfront that that's how you feel. Um, I've had some patients that I've started the needling process, just how we normally would do it, mm. and then they've told me uh, after two or three needles. I mean, as an experienced acupuncturist, you can see because sometimes people just suddenly break out and do a squirt, and we yes. want to make sure you're comfortable and so not everyone tells you where they're at, but nice. as acupuncturists, yeah. we do have to read people's demeanor and, and, yeah. and to have a yeah. sense of what's going on because yeah. not yeah. everybody will verbalize it. Yeah. yeah, I've had some people that you can see their feet are kind of like this. Yes. And you're like, are you okay? Is that hurting? No, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. Especially <laughs> men. Um, yeah. They don't want to show. Yeah, that's exactly pain. right. They, they internalize it. Yeah. 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like, mm, I can see that this is very painful yeah. for you. Something's not right. And and there's usually an underlying that. and sometimes you can talk to the person about it and then it really opens up mm. a whole can of worms and a backlog of emotions and and then you mm. can sort of see that yeah. you know and that's maybe yeah. not what they came for yeah. they might have come for back pain yeah. but that's yeah. what's amazing about this healing art yeah. is that you really can open up people yeah. and see other things yeah. behind um, what's manifested in their bodies yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but there, i mean there are some acupuncturists out there that don't take the time to do what you're saying. That's right. And so that's why we're having these conversations on the podcast channel. So you sort of let people know, hey, this is these are kind of conversations styles you have with your practitioner yeah. to let them know and so that they can be informed, you can be informed and and also that there are different styles out there and so if that if you've had acupuncture before and it's been painful or hurting or uncomfortable, 
then don't just dismiss the whole thing. There are different styles of different practitioners. And something I'll say to my clients is that you've really got to have a rapport with who you see because you're going to have... Um, you're going to have a bit of a journey with them and, and you want to open up and feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable with the mm. person you're seeing, you're not going to open up and you're not going to feel safe. Absolutely. So it's really important to have a rapport with the person um, where you can call them and ask them questions, um, you know, after hours or if there's something bothering you because that's part of connection. Yeah. And if you're not connected with the person, you won't have the best outcome with your treatments. You'll still get an outcome, but you yeah. won't have a rapport with the yeah. person because you're okay. just like, oh. Yeah. So that breathing exercise that you give your patients to do that meditational exercise mm. before and during the treatment process, could people do something like that at home? Well, yeah, that's the other thing I do for my insomnia clients as well. It's just um, putting the hands on, just breathing. What it does, it connects them to self and it's not like they're not in their head. So, mm. yeah, I do do a few little tips that people can do at home just to... And a lot of people found that they go to sleep better. Um, they're not so scared because I also say whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. The anxiety might be there. And you can also bring your awareness down to your feet. If you're one that really feels lots of butterflies in the stomach and a lot of nervousness in the stomach, then don't go to the stomach. It's just trying to get you out of your head, even down in your toes if you have mm. to. You can f imagine someone's walking on the sand and you know visualizing that sort of thing as well. But it just gets their attention out of their stomach if they're highly anxious person and out of their head just yeah it's yeah, a lot yeah. of yeah okay great all right and what about are there any other things that you give people as self-care tools or self-care things that they could do like i mean a lot of people know the old bubble bath thing and then they just think well i don't have a bath so what am i going to do like um or like i said before probably just more um self-awareness can be more about connecting um, asking yourself what is it I need today maybe you need a nice nu nutritious meal maybe you just need to go for a walk and um, you know it doesn't always have to be a busy life that we lead we can actually take a step back maybe it's about listening to nice calming music um, mm -hmm. so my my main aim is to get people to get in touch with what it is they need today mm -hmm. and and doing that one thing a day because everyone is so busy and it can be the simplest thing but um it doesn't have to be a bubble bath you know it can be um being kind to yourself um you know today i'm not going to listen to any of my negative thoughts i'm going to listen to a positive podcast okay. or i'm going to go for a walk around the river or you know it can be the simplest things 10 minutes a day okay. is just yep. you know is a lot okay. to give back to yourself yeah, right. so it sounds like you're saying we need to just ask ourselves that question absolutely yes and just not just get on and then next thing you know it's the next day and that's then next right you know it's friday and the weekend and then yeah. it's monday again and you know i find a lot of my acu um, my clients like to come for acupuncture just to take that time out like you said before mm. just to go you know what um i don't there's nothing wrong with me i don't have any health problems but i actually like going there just to relax because it's the only place where mm. i feel like it's my little inner century mm. where i can just you know shut the door and leave all my worries and that's kind of one thing I do tell my clients is just put all the worries out the door they're going to be there when you get back out yeah. so you must yeah. just come in <laughs> yeah. and just connect with yourself yeah, and right. and yeah give yourself this is the fact that you're here today it's a good start for self mm. you know self-care you, you're doing something nice for yourself today yeah yeah. Right. yeah that's really good advice and it's really simple and it might just sound like wow that's so simple but it is it's easy to find. Well, it's manageable. You can do that yourself. You don't need to go and buy it. It's, um, mm. yeah, people don't do enough of it. Yeah, awesome. So if you've got some ideas about self-care, maybe you've done some stuff yourself and you think this has worked really well for me, 
why don't you put that in the comments below because we'd love to hear your ideas and other people in our community would like to hear what you've done what, absolutely what's for you um, maybe there's some resource out there that you want to share or something like that pop, pop, pop it in the comments below we'd love to hear that um, if you're listening on the audio then you can jump on YouTube and put put your comments and join our acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine interested people community <laughs> people we love Chinese medicine <laughs> and learning about Chinese medicine you can put that in the comments on the YouTube channel, um, that's um, freely available for people to have a chat and discussion there. Um, so it's been so great to interview you today. Well, thank you, to thank you. It's lovely. Knowledge. Thank you for yeah. coming all the way from Perth and coming to Brisbane. That's it's been right. lovely. It's fantastic. Yes. And so Julie's clinic is in um, Brisbane, and which exact place? Your Bowen Hills. Ah, uh, yes, Twenty Two Campbell Street. I'm your local acupuncturist. Awesome. Bowen Hills. <laughs> Very specific there. <laughs> Um, we'll pop Julie's link to the hair clinic in the oh, description yes. below. So you can jump onto her website and find out more about stuff. Do you have a blog or anything that people can look at? Uh, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram, which is turningpointacupuncture.com.au. Awesome. So they can follow you. And you can also book online yep. at www.turningpointacupuncture.com. No worries. We'll put all your links below. You, can, you should definitely check it out because um, if you are someone that lives in this area, like you're in Brisbane... I always encourage people to try to find an acupuncturist or a herbalist that um, is one that has to be a bit local to you because you need to have the treatment, but it doesn't have to be your next door neighbor acupuncturist because right. there are so many styles of Chinese medicine. You need to find, like you said, you need to have a rapport with that person. And so by like hearing about the, that person talk, like, you know, I'm not every person's practitioner. Um, you're not every person's practitioner. That's right. Um, and so, you know, you, it, especially if you're someone that wants that bit of extra, um, a bit of extra attention, that sounds like you're very nicely, yes, very nice. That's right. <laughs> I give 110% to all my clients. And nice. and, yes. Um, so that's been awesome. So thank you so much for sharing the knowledge. Thank you so much. And, yes. Um, yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe so that you never miss an episode of our new stuff when we're bringing it out. We've got lots of new content coming out over the next few weeks, lots of um, interesting interviews and um, stuff to help you learn about Chinese medicine and discover Chinese medicine. Um, so thank you so much for watching and listening and we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Thanks Bye. for listening to the Chinese Medicine Podcast. Did you know we're also on TikTok? And you can find shorter videos on Facebook and Instagram that you might like to share with your friends and family. You can also find our podcast on Apple, Spotify and all places where you listen to audio podcasts. I look forward to seeing you again on the next video soon. And we're going to talk about um, what are the really important things that people need to... Um, I'm going to call her. Who? Fuck it out. That was a fail.